Thank you for listening to this message from Life in the Sun Christian Fellowship. We hope you'll be inspired to honor God and make disciples. First time visitors, I'd like to welcome you to Life in the Sun again. I uh, hope that you make connections with the people here, the wonderful people here in Life in the Sun, and build relationships, and you can grow here in Life in the Sun. And I hope and I pray that uh, this you'll find home here. Uh, my name is Lawrence, again, Lawrence Batangan, and I'm here to give you the message. And before we do that, let's pray. <clears throat> Father, we thank you for this wonderful morning that you have made for us to come and gather. And Father, uh, we, we, I pray that you bless me to, to deliver your word so that each and every one of us will be blessed and that we will leave here not the same as we came in, but receiving what we, rece- what we are seeking for you, uh, from you today. Thank you, God. Bless the service. Holy Spirit, come. Christ, we pray. Amen. All right. All right. Uh, can I see a show of hands? Like, how many of you, God has blessed you or you're, God has given you something that you're seeking for? Yeah? All right. Good. Yay. Be excited because God's going to do something for you today again because he's that good. Because when you seek, when you ask, it'll be given unto you. When you seek, you will find. And if you knock, the door will be opened unto you. Right? So be excited because God's going to be blessing you today. Not me, but him. All right. So we're going to give him all the glory. So, amen. Uh, we'll be doing several things today at the end. Uh, I'm going to be praying for those who wants to have a living relationship with Jesus Christ. And we'll pray for people who need healing, deliverance, uh, or uh, broken free from things that, that you're seeking for. And, at the end, and lastly, uh, uh, commissioning or you know, praying for Holy Spirit to touch those who wants to share this wonderful gospel to the, to the world, to, to wherever you're, you're at. Okay, so we'll do that. All right. And uh, today we'll be talking about the good news. We all like good news, yes? I like to receive good news, and I like to give you good news. We all like to give good news, especially in social media, right? So that's, our, that's what we'll be talking about today. Uh, but before we do that, let's do a quick review of what we've been talking about so far. Uh, first week, our Brother Armin uh, was talking about uh, devotions and how we should pray and read the Bible. So when we read the Bible, you know, it's to know the Word. You know, when we read the, uh, when we read the Word, the, the, God, God, was with, God is the Word, and the Word became flesh. So we read the Word to get Him in here. Not just in here. Yeah, we, we ought to know Bible verses, memorize it, but to get that relationship with him. So know the word so you can know Jesus, right? And uh, Elmar talked about the essentials. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is alive. He's been resurrected and he, so that we can live. Amen? And last week, uh, Van talked about life changed. And this is when you become a believer, a follower of Jesus. And when you become a follower, follower of Jesus, you abide in the vine, and you'll bear good fruit. And when you deny yourself, God will do new things. Your mind will be renewed. And for this week, we'll be changing, we'll be shifting gears from following Jesus to fishing for men. All right? So in Matthew 4.19, Jesus told Peter that I'm gonna, you're going to be from fishing, from fishing for fish to fishing for men. So this is what our, the main topic for. So in, in order for you to fish for men, you have to understand the gospel. And in order for you to, under, uh, to give something, to impart something, you have to have it. And you cannot give what you don't have. And you cannot pass on something what you don't understand. So I hope today I could illustrate to you the importance of this gospel so that you can share this to everyone that you, that you, uh, that you, in, you know, come in contact with. Your family, friends, your workplaces, everywhere. All right, so that's my hope. 
for you today. And Lord, help me illustrate this. Jesus. All right, in Acts, uh, our main topic uh, for today, uh, our main verse today is Acts 2.32, verses uh, 32 to 41. Go read. All right. God raised Jesus from the dead, and we were all witnesses of this. Now he exalted to the place of highest honor in heaven at God's right hand. And the Father, as he had promised, gave him the Holy Spirit to pour out upon us just as you see and hear today. For David himself never ascended into heaven, yet he said, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit in the place of honor at my right hand until I humble your enemies, making them a footstool under your feet. So let everyone in Israel know for certain that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, to be both Lord and Messiah. Peter's words pierced their hearts, and they said to him and to the other apostles, Brothers, what should I do? Peter replied, Each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is to you, to your children, and to those far away, all who have been called by the, by the Lord our God. Then Peter continued preaching for a long time, strongly urging all his listeners, save yourselves from this crooked generation. Those who believe what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day, about 3,000 in all. Wow. See what happens when you preach, when you give the gospel? Add to the church 3,000. All right. Okay, uh, we'll go back to verse 32, and we're going to... Uh, I want to show you some things in that, in, in that verse. Okay. It says there, God raised Jesus from the dead, and we were all witnesses of this. So Peter and the disciples were witnesses of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. They were witnesses that Jesus became alive. And when you become a witness, you know, you could testify the truth of what, uh, what has happened in there. So what God has done in your life, you know, you're a witness to that. You could feel him. It's real to you. So when you share that gospel, the good news of Jesus, yeah, you, you know what's real. You know it's real to you. And that is a way to witness. And that's how you can uh, uh, share with, uh, with other people. Okay. Peter's life was changed. You're, I'm sure when, when you become a follower of Jesus, your life will, will change and has changed. Okay, in verse 36. <clears throat> okay. So let everyone in Israel know so I want to point out, let everyone in Israel know. So he's telling the, the, the people around that area, the, uh, the, the unbelievers, Peter is telling them, let everyone know. Know what? Okay? This. This is what Peter wanted everyone to know. That God has made this Jesus to be both Lord and Messiah. He was telling them, Jesus is alive. He's, he's resurrected. He is now Lord. Now he is, he is Messiah. He's Savior. So Messiah is Savior. So he's both Lord and Savior. So, and, and what happened to them when, when Peter was telling you uh, those things? And, but, uh, and by the way, when, when you see like, great miracles, like, of course, like, when you see Jesus crucified, died, you know, all the disciples you know, were like, you know, they're sad. Then we see him resurrected. Well, that's a great miracle. If we see a great miracle, wouldn't you want to share that with people? Right? Like, God has used me to see, I've I seen great miracles in my life, and that's so awesome. I've seen broken bones healed just instantly. Amazing. Okay? And I see people, that, and the greatest miracles is when people become a believer in Jesus Christ. That's like, that's way top. And the greatest miracle that I have witnessed is when I became a believer. All right? So when you witness that, man, yeah, I'm sure you want to share with people. 
And if we could share like, hey, look at this cooking recipe on, on Facebook, you could, why not share great miracles, what Jesus has done? All right. Uh, yes. Okay, and, and uh, when, when Peter saw this, you know, he's sharing this uh, testimony of what Jesus did. You know, he's sharing it to all, all those people. And what we read in the, the last verse, verse 41, 3,000 has been added. Okay, so Christ, you know, Christ changed your life. Those of you who are believers, Christ changed your life. Why not share that change to other people? Who needs that change, right? Go tell the world, make a disciple. Okay, in verse 36, where is that? Okay, oh yeah, this, that is. Okay, he, uh, Peter shared the gospel and he knew the importance. And we look at verse 37, 38, okay? We're looking at the highlight there, Peter's words pierce their hearts. So, when you give the gospel to someone, or when you share your witness and your testimony, okay, that good news is going to pierce their heart. Okay? The gospel could, you know, it could be like too deep for the mind, or it's sometimes, you know, our minds can't understand things. But the gospel is so good, it, it you know, bypasses the mind and goes to the heart and changes the heart. It's it's where your heart believes that into salvation that you are saved, right? It's where you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. Then that's when you become saved. So, and, and your, your heart can take you places where your mind doesn't, right? Like, for example, music. Okay? You know, uh, you know we, uh, we, it just touches our heart. But if you look at a painting or you read a book, we have to think about it. Like, you know, look at this painting. Mm, but when, it, when it's music, boom, it just touches you in your heart. All right, so, 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 so this gospel. And when you share this love, when you share the, your, the truth of what God has done in your life and, and what God has done, it's going to pierce their hearts. People will be saved. And people will be saved today. That's my prayer. All right. Okay, again, in order to be for the fish for men, you got to understand the gospel. Okay, again, uh, the main topic for today is understanding the gospel. So what is the gospel? And here's the gospel. It's good news. Good news that God became man in Jesus. He lived the life that we should live and died the, uh, died the death that we should have died because of our sins. And... And the third day, and three days later, he rose from the dead, proving that he is the Son of God, offering the gift of salvation and forgiveness of sins for all those who repent and believe in his name. The good news is Jesus came to save the world and not to condemn it. There is salvation in his name. Those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen? And if you look at the word salvation, you break it down. Salvation is healed, delivered, okay, saved. There's health and safety. So we have that. And our uh, next main verse is John 3.16. We all heard this. We all know this. It's so good. It's deep. Okay? But it's also simple, which I like it. Okay? It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, and that whoever believes in him shall not die but have everlasting life. That's good. Okay? So what's the, what's the motivation of our lives? You know, it's to, it's to know God. When, when, when we know God and know his love, we become secure in his love. And also, uh, when we become secure in his love, that empowers us to share the love of God to everyone in the world. And because it's for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not die, but have everlasting life. When we know that we are loved, there is something that happens deep inside of us that we want to share Jesus to the world. And that should happen because God so loved the world that he gave, okay, gave 
his only son, and that whoever believes in him shall not die but have everlasting life. Look at the love of the love, love of God and how he wants to honor us and how he loves us. What did he do? He hung up on the cross. As Jesus Christ hung upon that cross, bloody, that bloody cross, he looked at each and every one of us. He saw in the future, each and every one of us, each and every one of us saw in the future when he died there 2,000 years ago. And each, that, each whipping, each that, that beating that he took, he said that you are worth it. You are worth it. I love you. You are worth it. I love you. I worth, you are worth it. Each and every time he said, I love you. I love you. I love you. And, th- and that's his love. What greater love is that? The cross is the bold statement of Jesus. It's a bold statement of love for each and every one of us. It's a bold statement of, of compassion for each and every one of us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, and that whoever believes in him shall not die, but have everlasting life. So the message today is for you to have that compassion to share this good news to other people. How many people do you know that needs the love of Jesus in their life? Yeah, that, that should be everyone. Okay. You know, Jesus, uh, he didn't die just for me to come to church. He died for me so that I can become the church. Right? Coming to church is important. We are, gathering here is important. Yes. So that we can build relationships with one another, have connection with one another so that we can do life with each other. And also to inspire one another so that we can go out into society and make a big impact there. To make a big impact in our workplaces, in, the, in our families, and our friends, and everywhere we go. That's why we come together. Okay. God so loved the world that he gave his own son. That's good. Here in Life and Son, we are here to make disciples in Micronesia and beyond. And that's our, our, uh, uh, that's our mission statement. And the love of God, you know, does that. When, you, when that nature of God comes into us, that love comes into us, we want to, sh- you know, we should be able to share that with other people. And we are witnesses to that. As we read in uh, uh, Acts 2.32, God was, uh, God, uh, uh, Peter, you know, share that word with others. And God wants to use ordinary people, just like you. To show, even just like me, I'm not, I'm not someone special, okay? No one, I'm not, that, I'm, not no, I'm no one special. I just have that love. I just have that love and compassion for other people to know Jesus. Because when, when I became saved, you know, I, I, I had anger issues. It, it, and I, I had a sh- very short temper. And I had lust in, in my heart. I had anger in my heart. And, and I know when I gave my life to Christ, I knew that I knew I was saved because God wiped that away from me. And that love of Christ that came into me, I want to share that with other people. Because he changed me. He changed my life. And I want other people's lives to be changed also. And that love of God, that what he done for me, I'm, I know he's going to do that with other people. So love should be the main motivator for others. God wants to use, uh, God wants to show his raw power and show it to other people. So that love should be the main motivator in our life. When, when, we, when I became saved and we, when we become saved, you know, God, that nature of God comes within us and we, uh, that, that, uh, that we want to be, we want to share, we want to uh, display it, we want to give it because he gave that nature of God, that giving nature of God because God's a giver and then that nature should be coming within you because Love, you know, love, love is not, uh, it's not self-seeking. 
Love, love, love is compassionate. Love is kind. Love is not selfish. And we, we become an, uh, God, Jesus came and encountered to us so that we can encounter the world. You know, uh, I want to show you like how, because you know, God is love and how, uh, what, how great our God is in our life. If, if we compare to him to other gods, our God is oh, so awesome. He's a God of love, God of compassion. And this is how. Last week, we, we honored our mother. God loves women. And, you know, he even used women to be the first witnesses of his resurrection. Amen. Right? Now, other, other gods and other religions, they teach to degrade women or to belittle them. There's no other God like our God, the God in the Bible, Jesus. He even sacrificed his life for us. While other gods, they, act, they want you to sacrifice yourself for, for him, for them. The little God, little G God. Right? Our God is so good that he even, you know, he asks us, you know, that, that love of God is so great. He even tells us to pray for one another, even to pray for our enemies. While other gods, they, they require you to kill his enemies. Okay, the little G God. And our God prepares a f- table, a feast for us to feast on. A table. Okay? And what, what other God will do that? But other gods, they want you to, to give them sacrifices, give them uh, 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 you know, offerings. Okay? And our God is <laughs> so, so great, so good. Amen. There's no other, no other God like our God. Mm. And, you know, religion can't do that. Religion can't cleanse you from your, from your sin. When Jesus shed his blood 2,000 years ago to pay for our sins, you know, that's what they did. The, the blood of Jesus has power, has power even to today, this, this moment. And that, that, that same power is there to, to cleanse our hearts, to transform our person's life. That, that, power, the, that, power, that, blood in the, that power in the blood has so much power that it's there to transform our human heart. And uh, the, the gospel is like this water. We all need water to live. It's like we all need the gospel to live. And the, this gospel uh, of water is there to, it's powerful enough to change a human heart, to change us. And we all need water. And we, when we receive Jesus, we ought to give it. Freely receive, freely give. Right? That's what scripture says. And we are supposed to be like a river, a river that flows of living water. We're not supposed to be like a pool, a standing water, or a pond. You know, what grows in a standing water? Bacteria, uh, parasites. You cannot drink that, right? But you can drink from a river, right? Because it flows, it keeps flowing. That's how we should be flowing, the rivers. As a ri- that river that flows of, of, of living water, sin can be cleansed. There's life in that. Uh, uh, you could, you know, uh, uh, wash dirty things, okay? But you can't continue using a using a pool of dirty water to continue washing. So that's, that's what we are to be. Yeah, I want to challenge you with this statement. But before we do that, I want to share this uh, illustration to you, the power of the cross. You know, we signed that earlier. You know, the cross. There's like two beams, two wooden beams. If you look at, if you just take it apart, that one beam is an illustration like a minus sign, subtraction. You're taken away. All right, when we were born into this world, you know, we, we, we didn't have God because we had that sinful, nat- sinful nature in us. 
you know, that's why uh, when we grow up, we're always seeking something. We're always we, we trying to fill that void in, in some other things. Could be like in our job. We're trying to find fulfillment in our job or, or uh, uh, you know, in, in some, you know, things that we watch or, you know, things that we substance abuse or, you know, things like that. Or in relationships, okay? You're trying to fulfill, find yourself in a relationship even though it could be broken. But there's no other thing that can fulfill that with, with God. And when you look at the, the vertical beam, that would be like Jesus. When you put it together, it becomes a plus sign. So he fills in that void that's in, within us. And if you kind of look at it, right, it could be like a multiplication sign. In John 10.10, uh, 10, God came to give life and life in abundance. And in 1 Peter uh, 1 uh, Peter 1.2, grace and to you peace be multiplied. So God wants abundance in, in your life. You know, he wants to turn that lack into abundance from that uh, subtraction in, into to growth. And from hate into love, bondage into freedom, sickness into health, weakness into strength, evil into righteousness, and so much more. Praise God. What a gospel, yes? Okay. And uh, with the statement, I want to challenge the, us believers with this. You know, most Christians have repented enough just to be forgiven, but not enough to see the kingdom. They go part of the way and then stop. Did you know that meeting Jesus was the only first step in the, in the Christian walk into discipleship? Just imagine, you go to Disneyland, and you just stand in the entrance of Disneyland, and that's it. You stand there, and there's, but there's so much more, but you stand there the whole day, and then you go home. So, yeah, I've been to Disneyland. What, did you go here? Did you do this? Uh, no, I just stand in the entrance. I was just, I just... You know, so content that I came to Disneyland and I just wanted to stand here. I want to just be so humble. I'm just my, this is my way to be humble. I just want to stand there in the entrance at Disneyland. Like, no, man, you, you, you're going to be like, what? You're out of your mind. Go, have fun. It's, you know, it's there. It's available. So the kingdom of God is available if you just continue to go forward. Okay? So did you know that meeting Jesus, yeah, uh, being born again or accepting Jesus as Lord and Savior puts you at the entrance way of an entirely new way of living? But there is a lifetime and experience beyond the entrance that many people don't experience. They never enter into full purpose. They just spend their life rejoicing just on the other side of the river shore, but never more in the, uh, to take the cities that God has uh, taught us to take or inhabit the promised land. It's not enough to barely make it across the river into the promised land. We just go all the way. We must go all the way and fight for the territory. God has promised us and his church. You know, life is so much fun when you, when you do life with him. And it's exciting. And uh, uh, when you co-labor, you know, uh, you know uh, James said, you know, we, are, we, are, we ought to be co-laborers with Christ. And here's a picture of co-laboring. Is, uh, when I was a child, when my, uh, my dad was fixing one of the doors in the house, you know, he would call me. I was a small child. I was like five or something younger than that, but I remember this because my dad made me feel so good, right? Made me feel strong. He said, come here, come here, Loy. Uh, my name is Lawrence, but in the house, I'm Loy. You may call me Lawrence. <laughs> okay, Loy, come. So come me fix the door. Carry this, carry the door. You know, the, the door's, you know, frame's pretty large. You know, my dad's picked it up. So I'm there, like, holding it like this. You know, there we go, walking, then my dad was like, okay, put it over there. Okay, we put it there. Like, yeah, you're so strong, boy. Yeah, show me your muscles. Yeah, you know, ooh, you know, like a little boy. Yeah, ooh, you're so strong. Yeah, macho, macho. Like, yeah. yeah. 
So, you know, I felt good. Like, yeah, I'm a macho. I'm so strong. I could carry that big door. Right? So, but, you know, yeah, look at it now. Who, who carried the door? It wasn't me. You know, just carrying a door from here like this, like that to there. No, you can't. No, you can't do that. So it wasn't me that carried the door. It was my dad. So the point being is, when you share this, the, the, when you share the gospel, it's not, you know, we, sometimes you, you, we think like, oh, no, I don't want to do it because it's not me. Like, no, it's God. God is gonna be, God's already doing something in that person's life that he wants you to do. He wants to co-labor. He just wants you to look like the genius when you share the gospel or when you share the, the word of God and when you share your witness and your story to someone. God is like, yeah, he's already prepared that person's heart for you to share that word to that person. So I want to encourage you that, you know, it's, it's the, there's the Holy Spirit. It's really, okay, when you have that prompting, just go, abide, follow. It could be scary. Yeah, it's scary. I get scared all the time, every time I witness. I love witnessing. I, see, I love to see people's life change. I love to see people healed. I love people, you know, seeing that. But, yeah, it gets scary. But when you just abide and do it, God is like, you know, like, whoa. You know, the person is weeping and crying. Like, uh, last, uh, yesterday, we were at the flea market. You know, one of the person that was buying one of our things, you know, she needed help because she had so much stuff, and she bought two boxes, uh, the juicer and the uh, uh, slow cooker, I think. It, she, she couldn't carry it, so I helped her. And, you know, at the end, we're, you know, we're just talking, God is talking, then I, I, you know, I felt, you know, she needs a blessing. So I said, hey, can I pray for you? She said, yes. They knew I would pray for her, then she started to weep and cry, you know. It wasn't me, but God was already preparing her. She's probably sent her, God prompted her to come to our, our booth to, to, you know, to bless us with stuff. And, you know, God has, you know, used, used me to bless her. And later on, she, you know, she felt touched by that. And she gave me a watermelon, which was cool. <laughs> so, like, no, 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 yeah, just go, just take it. We have a family farm. Here, take it. Thank you for this watermelon. All right, Jesus. All right, okay. So, co-laboring with God. God wants you to share that word. Give that word, okay? It's not, it's not you that saves a person. It's him, all right? So just to take that pressure off of you, you know, it's God. So it's just all you need to do is open your mouth, okay? It's like Peter did. All he had to do is open his mouth, and it pierced all those hearts, those thousands, of, uh, 3,000 hearts, and the church built, okay? So share it. Peter was bold. They could have just, like, killed him there, but, you know, he was bold. He just shared it. So share the word. Praise God that we don't live in a country where if you say Jesus, you know, they don't put you in jail. So, so, amen. Okay. Be a co-laborer. All right, we're, uh, I'm going to share your testimony. Then we're going to go into prayer. And this, this testimony is not mine. It's from Reinhard Bunke. And he's so good. He's one of my heroes. You know Reinhard Bunke? He's, like, he's an evangelist. Okay, so uh, this testimony, he, he was invited to a uh, to a television network, a uh, national-wide t- television network, to talk about religious questions. All right, so this is what he was saying. Uh, they also invited another person, an, an atheist. So Bonky was saying, you know, why did they invite this guy? Or why, why did they invite, invite me, a hot evangelist and an atheist? And, you know, I, he was saying, oh, I guess they wanted a fight. So him, you know, uh, he was saying that, that that German nature, you know, he was like, yeah, I want to, let's go. Let's go do this. You know, he's, he's willing to go and do a verbal debate. Anyway, okay. So Bonky said, uh, okay, uh, the atheist wanted to go first. And the atheist was telling, uh, telling Bonky, you know, Bonky, 
there is, uh, Banki, you say there's power in the blood of Jesus. Then the atheist says, uh, Banki says, yes, I do. I do believe there's power in the blood of Jesus. And the atheist was saying, I believe there is no power whatsoever. Banki asks, why? The atheist answers him, the blood is so old, it's 2,000 years old, and that the world is worse today than it was 2,000 years ago. And because the world has become worse, I say there is no power in the blood of Jesus. Then Banki answered back, wait, wait, can I reply back? And here's Banki. Mister, there is also soap in this world, but yet there are many people who are still dirty. Oh, I like that answer. Isn't that so good? Okay. Mister, let me explain to you how soap works. In case you didn't, you didn't know, right? He said, if I am dirty and I stand to a piece of soap, I will not be automatically clean. Okay, soap does not work like that. Okay. It doesn't matter how close you get to the soap, it will not get you clean. And Baki continues telling, him to, telling the atheist, Mr., even if you work at a soap factory, you won't even get clean there. Okay. So this is what you need to do. If you want to know what soap can do, this is Banki t- talking to the atheist. If you want to know what soap can do, you will have to reach out with your hand, grab that piece of soap, start to apply it to your dirty body, and if you do that, you will know that there's power in the soap. I was like, yeah. And so it is with the blood of Jesus. It is not enough to know it. It's not enough to sing about it. It's not enough to preach about it. Now, mister, I dare you, reach out to the blood of Jesus. Apply it to your sinful life. And if you do, something will happen to you, to the same thing that will happen to hundreds and millions of people, hundreds and millions of people around the world today. You will jump up. You will throw your arms up. You will shout. You will sing. There's power. There's wondering working power in the blood of Jesus, in the blood of the Lamb. I was like, oh, Bonky's good, huh? <laughs> yeah. Then, then the atheist was answering back, like, you know, Bonky, you know, you're so different. You're different. You're not like all the other evangelists that I met. All the other evangelists that I met are amateurs. But you, Bonky, you are a professional. Then Banki goes, this is Banki's answer to that. Mister, I'm sorry to say, but you are wrong again. <laughs> it's like, I am not a professional evangelist, but I'll tell you what, who I am and what I am. Then Banki answers, I am a living piece of evidence that there's power in the blood of Jesus. You're like, whoa. <laughs> That's a good answer. They're like, yes. All right. When I, when I, when I heard that, I was like, oh. Yeah, you're the man, Banky. Okay, all right, but it, the testimony is not over yet. So when, when, the, when the interview is over, you know, Banky was in the parking lot, he's walking towards his car, and he felt a tap on the shoulder. Then Banky turned around, and it was the atheist. It's there right behind him. Then he said, then, then Banky was ask, uh, asking, hey, what do, you, what do you want? Then the atheist asked him, Banky, could you please pray for me? Like, whoa, come on. So there is still power in the blood of Jesus. If it's there to change an atheist's mind, oh, come on. That, that, what, what more if we can do to other people when the other people seeking? So again, I want to encourage you. It's not us that changes people. It's God. So God just, he will do the work. He just wants to co-labor with you 
to do that miracle working power. So there is power in the blood, this power that pierces people's heart. Okay, even, even just in the debate, debate that you feel, like, you know, an atheist, come on, and that, that, that an atheist can change, yeah, that anyone can change, come on. And uh, what we're going to do, we're going to uh, pray for uh, some certain people. And I want to encourage you that share this gospel. It's just power. Okay, all you have to do is be bold and say it. Okay, we're going to be praying for people who, to uh, receive Jesus Christ. If you want to uh, receive Jesus as a, uh, as a uh, you know, as your Savior, we'll pray for that. Then we'll pray for those who, who wants to, uh, you know, needs healing. And if you want to receive boldness and share this wonderful word to other people in your, in your workplaces, even in your family, to share this, bold, uh, this wonderful good news to other people, we'll pray for you too. All right, so it, you know, it's like an activation. Those of you that has, you know, I, I, you know, I felt it already in, in the beginning of our worship service. Service, God's going to do something today, and I feel that 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 I feel it right now that, that some of you who wants to have that boldness, okay, not 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 my boldness because you know I, I it's not of my strength that I do this. It's just through it's not through my mind that goes okay. I got to do it. I got it's, it's it's in my heart, and and I know that some of you is that hearts that's yearning right now that you want to share this good news to other people so that other people can be saved, delivered, and healed. Okay, we'll do that in, in, uh, in a moment. Okay, we'll do all those things. All right. And so the goodness of God leads men to change. Share this word. Now, if you want to receive Christ as your personal Savior, that wonderful song, I took notes. I want to, you know, there's no shame too real. There's no sin too great. There's no pain too deep. The cross declares it, it is done. His love won it all. You know, we, were kept, we kept singing it. That is so good. Okay? God wants to do something. Those of you who wants to have that, rela- that living relationship with Jesus right now, and, and today is the day of that salvation, and if you want to be renewed and delivered, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to pray for you. What I want you to do is raise your hand. I, so I want to know who I'm praying for. You know, this, God didn't just die for some sins. And, you know, if, if you feel that, oh, my sin is just too great, I don't want to come. God died for that sin. He died for all sins, not just for some sins. He died for it all. He paid it all. And if that's you, if you want to have that living relationship with Jesus, you know, raise your hand right now. And we will pray for that. Yes, I see that hand. Good. I see that hand. Yes, amen, amen, amen. There's no works great enough. There's no money that you can give. You could be a multi, multi, multi billionaire and that you want to say, hey God, I want to pay for all my sins. Here, here's all the money. Here's all my money. I want to give it to you so my sins can be cleansed. God paid all that thing upon that cross. He paid it all for you. It's a gift. All you need to do is just receive it. And if it's that you, come on, raise your hand and we'll pray. We'll pray for you. Thank you, Lord. Okay, let's pray. We'll do our corporate prayer. We'll do a corporate prayer right now. And just pray, pray in your heart. Believe if you confess and you believe in your heart. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart that he died for your sin and, re- and that you're willing to receive him. And, and right now, you just pray. This, there's no magic in these words. It is not this rote words. It's not magic. It's not magical. It's just when you believe it in your heart. And then that's when you know that you know that you know that you're saved and that you're delivered. Just we'll pray, we'll pray together. Can we stand? Can we just all stand? And we'll pray together. <clears throat> Father, we thank you. Thank you for the cross.
Lord God, thank you for all the things that you have done for us, that all that, that sufferings that you did upon the cross for us so that I can be saved, so I can be delivered. Father, I'm sorry for my sins. I repent. I turn away from those sins right now. And I know that you, that you died for me. I accept you now. Come into my heart. Do a new thing in my life. As you are my Lord and my Savior. I will follow you now, Lord. You're my deliverer. You're my Savior. I'm no longer the same. Come into me. Come to my life, Father. I thank you, God, that you have saved me. In Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen.